Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by the incredible Vance, <laughs> sitting in front of the Ranger. Todd Young on speakerphone, and we have a, a guest this week. He's uh, our latest sponsor to the show, Paul Frascherio, Boss Shad. We'll hit his plugs up a little bit later, but first we need to tell you about Fatty Z Muskie products. We're on Facebook, Fatty Z Muskie products, fattyzmuskie.com, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you guys probably know jerk baits, glide baits, rubber baits, rod holders, Project X. Check them out. We got the website. You can track us down. Uh, oh gosh, we're also brought to you by Baker Baits. You guys know about Baker. All about Bakers on Facebook. Uh, Team Rhino Outdoors. Incredible paint jobs. A1 looking baits. You guys get any fish lately? Couple here and there. Yeah, I got a. I had a baker fish. I had a guy on a. Eighty-three years old got his first muskie on a baker. I saw that on Facebook. That was a terrible day. Oh, awful day. Awful day, but you pulled it out. Yeah. All right, contact. Try to find Zach Baker on uh, Facebook. Um, Team Rhino Outdoors. He sells out quick, so you got to be fast. Uh, Saint Croix rods. Best on earth. Looking for a rod? Give St. Croix a good shake. Uh, thank you, St. Croix. Todd, you want to hit up Muddy Creek? Yeah, uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guys. Myself and Vance. Still got some, uh, a few days open here in October. We're going to fish a little bit into November, too. So uh, give us a call. We'll get you out. We're fishing Chautauqua right now. We also do some stuff in the springtime in Pennsylvania. It's just me. Vance doesn't do the Pennsylvania thing, but... Uh, mcfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Get a hold of us. Do our best to get you out some fish. Nice. Now, our, our latest and greatest sponsor is Boshad. Paul, do you have anything you want to start off with? Or do you want me um, just to start rambling? Yeah, start rambling. All right. Oh, gosh, I met Paul... Was it? Do you think three years ago, four years ago, maybe Butler show? I'd, I'd say four. Four years ago, and then Todd, remember that year when we came out the Raptor? What was that? Twenty thirteen or whatever. We were right next to Paul at the Butler show. Yeah, I think twelve. I can't be, but I'm not. I think it was twelve, but yeah, twelve, thirteen, we're in there. Yeah, four or five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, we had a booth right beside Paul. Yeah, those were the good old days. I don't remember you guys being next to me. We were. I remember. What I remember was. I think you had Andreski in your booth. Okay. And I remember him. Just I, he was right to my right, and every time we caught a breath, we were able to just talk real quickly. And you know, you you were moving baits pretty good. We were moving baits. That was just always a great show for for just terms of moving baits. Yeah. And. So I don't know how many years you were doing it, but I, how about how about you just tell me how many years you were doing it at that point? Two years? Um, at that well, I started selling in two thousand and eleven. Okay. Yeah. So, so you 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 obviously a couple years tinkering. Oh, uh, I had like ten, over ten years tinkering. That's more than a couple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably more like 15, actually. 
Really? Holy you just did, shit. Did, 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 did it just for yourself at first? Yeah. I did yeah. it all, all for myself at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I come up with this one thing called the Chubby, and um, I didn't want to sell it to anybody, and we I was doing real good at Chautauqua on it. And um, it was pretty crude looking. Now that I look at them now in my, in my drawer, I don't run them anymore. But, um, yeah. It was like a seven inch, seven inch, all hand carved wire through. They, you know, and I don't know, it doesn't do nothing for me anymore. So they sit. <laughs> yeah. Do Do you have like I have some baits, and I'm actually in the process of moving some of them. That you look back like this was the original, and you have all these stages leading up to like this is where we're at now. That's funny because I'm looking at them right now. Are they? Are they like? I just started. Go ahead. They're very, they're very crude. <laughs> they're, yeah, I look at them. I'm like, wow! I started off like this. I'm surprised even people bought them. Yeah. But then I, the people see them, they're like, oh, can I have that? I'm like, no, you know. No, yeah. I'll sell it to you though. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, just to me, they don't look appealing. But I mean, they caught fish, but. They just don't look appealing to what they do now, in my eyes, you know. Yeah. So. Nice. Well, Todd, how did how did you come up, come across Boss Shad? Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it a little bit there a few years ago. I think it was about 2011 when, uh, you know, it was a pretty, we had a tough year at Chautauqua that year. We're having a pretty tough one this year, but I think that one was tougher. There was like nobody out here catching fish, and there were some guys going catching some fish. And the only thing I heard was boss shack. You know, had to had to get a hold of some. And the, the older the older ones, I think we talked about the elephant before too. That uh, yeah, they were they were tough. I think Paul would admit they were like walking around, and you had to you had to watch. But man, they were catching fish. They weren't so, for everybody though. No, that's right. I mean, there was no doubt. I mean, I would when I when I would stick them out on like a planer board or something because yeah, they, you know, when you when you crank the speed up, they wanted to walk around a good bit. But I think that's what's triggering the, I think that's yeah. what's triggering the fish a lot of times, you know. So yeah, I got a bunch of them, and we've caught a lot of fish on on Boshans ever, you know, since then. Uh, lots of. Them. <laughs> I what about that? Yeah, what about I, that, I, I re- that fire tiger? I rather, I rather use, rarely even use the old ones anymore. Unless I go to St. Clair, I just use what I make now. Yeah, but I keep, I keep, an, I keep a few on hand just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they were a little bit fatter. I think they were like a little bit longer. Now, now, now you got to remember, when I talk boss yet, I mean, really the only ones I'm using, I have a, I have a couple of the bigger ones, seven. Seven yeah, to nine, I can't remember. Seven did very well this year. Yeah, the, it, the two two hook one. Real yeah. deep diver. Yeah, yeah, it gets done real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. And then uh, but, 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 but when I talk about boss ships, we're talking close to the four and a half four. or five inch bait. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, it's, just, it's, four, it's four and four a half. half. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the one yeah. that we're, the one we're using a lot of. Got a great yeah. fish that dipped the other. I sent Paul a picture. He put it up on his Facebook. It's a young boy, a nine-year-old boy, man. He caught a fatty that, well, just, I don't know, a couple of days ago. Not too long ago. It's, uh, 
over the weekend or something. You know, I didn't fish the last couple of days, but caught a great one on a boss yet. Tiger. <laughs> yes. The four and a half is definitely the staple, but the other ones are coming around now. So mm -hmm. the seven did real good for us night fishing at West Branch this year. Um, and then I came out with that. Well, I changed the 10 incher. Um, I put a different lip and a different toe eye in it just for some shallow applications, but still mm -hmm. having a big bait. And we've done really well on that this year so far. So, cool. And then I took all my, everything I made out of plastic, like the minnows, I changed to mahogany. And um, so far, so good on that, too. So you're done with all the resin. Yeah, that's no more. Yeah, yep. You were making some of the little five, four and a halfers out of that too. Yeah, I, I never did end up getting any, but I did that for two years, and nobody even seemed to care about it. So mm -hmm. uh, all the prime losses were uh, plastic. Oh yeah, and the eight inch and twelve inch minnow were plastic. And um, that's it. I have a box full, and they're going to go away here soon. So. Are you, you continue making that little bot, that little crime bot? Yeah, that's going to be out of mahogany. That's going to be out of mahogany. Okay, yeah. That should be a really good spring bait. I designed it to be a spring bait, but mm -hmm. there, was too much, there was still too much action in it, so I'm thinking the mahogany is going to slow it down a little bit. It always sucks yeah, when your really bait has tough. too much action. <laughs> <laughs> they did good at Chautauqua on the opening day on it. Yeah, bet. Vance and I got a couple, and we went down to Cape Run for the tournament. And that was one of the first, because you can run unlimited amounts of poles down there. So in our pre-fishing, I don't know how long I have that one on before we got hung up on a pallet or something, Vance. I, I know we didn't last long. It's the only bait we lost, but I lost it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it got snagged up. We were here snagged up a lot, yeah. What, what's Paul, what's, what's making you want to change from uh, plastic to mahogany? Durability and action. Okay. Um, the 12 inch minnow has caught a pretty, amount, a decent amount of fish um, for how many that are out there. Um, I made two mahoganies, tried them out. Uh, they worked out real well. I painted them and I sent them to a kid named Andrew Sleety in Minnesota, and one caught a 55 last week, and the other one just caught a 48 last week. So I, oh, wow. I'm, I'm sold on the wood. Mm -hmm. so. Very nice. That, that, that's, I mean, to me, generally, you know, what you see, that that's not a very common move to go... From plastic to wood. Right. And that that's, that's neat that you can do that. I just think that, I don't know, there's... Wood is just magical. You know, you can have 10 baits and, you know, six might catch fish consistently, and the other ones, even though they run good, they just don't have the juice for some reason. And, and that's... I just don't find that. I don't find that with plastic crankbaits. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what, my, my first bait that I made that actually caught fish was wood. The green weenie. Todd, you remember the green weenie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it the green weenie. The green weenie. Yeah. It was just like similar to like a grandma profile 
with a uh-huh. with like a Leo lip screwed to the bottom of it, but it wouldn't run because of the tie. You know the, how like Leos have that tie point in the lip. I had to put a screw yeah. eye into the wood, and it would work. And it was like our hottest bait that year. Now, bear in mind the numbers that I was dealing with aren't nearly the numbers of what we talk about on the podcast. But for where I'm at, they're pretty decent numbers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the green weenie was, oh gosh, it was. I think I. This was all rattle can. I, I I spray bombed it black and then I scaled green over it. I didn't oh, know what to like call. That's like roach. <laughs> <laughs> it's the green weenie and it's been retired, and that's it, it. Had one good summer and then I said you're done. I like using I wood see, baits over I want plastic. To see a picture of that. Wood baits, you can get them all beat up. They kind of develop character after they get so many teeth marks in it and stuff. Go make your raptors out of wood then. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now, them <laughs> crankbaits, I like. I always throw those ones out there that are all chewed up and stuff. Oh, gosh. All my baits are nice and clean. I take care of them. Yeah. Except the ones oh, I loan Vance. <laughs> that, that one you showed me, uh, Todd, was just unbelievable. That probably had that fire tire. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, not much fun. Hey, I caught a... Uh, well, guy got just, uh, I can't remember. We had one, I had a really good day there the other day. We had, well, the guy got a 25 inch walleye and then a 36 incher on it. It was one of his first muskies, too. I hadn't wow. had this thing out in a while. But actually, we, like, we weren't catching much. And I said, well, I'm going to dig through here. I'm going to put this thing out. <clears throat> yeah. Walleye, then a muskie, and then the fish really started biting for a little bit for me. But Do you yeah, see what I'm saying? Still catching them. <laughs> there's some yeah. about there's some about that one and and that's what oh, all sure. different you could say that about every manufacturer there's just some that are just have oh, the yeah. right weight or yeah. density or something that's the same bait I mean I mentioned it one time in a little article I did in Muskie Hunter that there, there was a day out here October about this time of year fishing with this guy this doctor from oh, he lived down in Virginia but anyhow so th- this one day, I had 10 hits on that lure. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I was running six. I have other, I had many other boss sheds, and it was fire. It was very fire tigery then. There's not wasn't much fire left in it, but this ah, beat up. But still, yeah, I was running all different colors. I got all different kinds of fire tigers, different baits, putting them at the same depth. You know, the perch boss shed beside it, this net. That bait got hit 10 times i never had another rod go off it hmm. and i've had i've had that happen have you <laughs> that's just oh, yeah. crazy to me it does that, you know i'm out here a lot it doesn't happen that you know, that, that that was like the extreme i mean i was starting to get pissed and like you got to be kidding me i can't repeat this anywhere on the rest <laughs> of my thing you know but yeah it happened <laughs> now I, I got a question because paul you just said you've had that happen and Todd just made made something a comment that I really liked. He said, like, a lot of the fires out of it, or something about mm-hmm. yeah. being fire type. Do you think that that bait, regardless of its color, would have done the same thing if if it's still catching fish? If that bait was just pure wood, one hundred percent, absolutely. Was well, it bait enough to color? That's what I think too. There's, there's, I know a guy that has a tendon ziggy that has no paint left and still consistently puts fish in the boat. Yeah. So that tells me it ain't the color, it's the vibration that, that it gives off. 
And for some reason, that day, the fish are attracted to. Yeah. No, that's so, that's kind of one of them things. It's like, if there's, let's just say you have 100 baits. And of those 100 baits, there's a percentage that are average fish catchers. There's a percentage that are below average fish catchers. And there are some excellent fish catchers. If okay. if it's just random that you're painting them, you don't know until you run them. It's That's pretty right. much saying, even if you don't like the color, you should probably try it anyway. Because it might be that, I don't know, magical wood. Well, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point because I know a few people that fish West Branch regularly and they would call me up and say, man, we just got a big fish on this and then we got another one on this. And I would say, you know, what color was it? And they would tell me and I'd be like, you're really running that color there? I would never run that color there. Well, it ain't the color, obviously. Uh, it's the bait. Yeah. So pretty much what we should have at the shows is we have a dart board. If you want a mystery bait, you throw the dart to the board and whatever color it lands on is the one that we pull out and give you. If it's, I mean, cause you it, yeah. it really at that point, I mean, I mean, you'll have confidence going into your boat saying, I'm going to set out these baits to run these because I, I like them. They're pretty. But it might be the bait you don't run that much because it's you know you're saving that color for a specific water. Well, it's all confidence, you know that, Andy. I, I know that, but I'm just thinking on those magical touched by the hand of God baits that <laughs> that you we were just talking about. It's literally, I mean, it's now going to add another element of well, I got to run all these and see if they work mm -hmm. the way well, you know. Yeah. Tom, you the hard part is, like, when I got that fire tiger off the pole, I have a fire tiger, I have a perch, yellow-bellied perch, I have some other white-bellied perch, I have a brown perch. And, you know, when I put them in the water, they, they look absolutely the same to me. Now, I've caught fish on all of them. I've caught lots of fish on all of them. But nothing like that fire tiger one. <laughs> but they look the same. But, uh... And the other ones get good runs, you know. I start, I, I, you know, I, I just didn't put that one out as much because it was just wood, and uh, now I'm getting back to putting it back out again. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Guys no, laugh not. at it. They're like, they must think that's like wounded fish or something. Mm -hmm. There's not even any pain on that lure, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's still getting them watchful here. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. It, well, you've it, been to St. Clair, haven't you, Todd? Oh yeah, they yeah. are. Well, that's well, funny. Yeah. It, seems, it seems like color matters there, mm -hmm. but but I don't know. Everywhere else, I think it's the bait. Yeah, I don't. Think especially, that. man, it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine how color can make a difference in the you know once you're past that early spring in those Ohio lakes. I mean, I haven't been there in a long time, but I mean, I don't see how this. <laughs> there's just not much visibility. I don't know how they have much visibility. Exactly. The waters are brown. I mean, it's like going down south here. At uh -huh. I mean, you can't. You look in the water. I mean, how can they? I don't know how they can see anything, especially when you punch that bait down there ten feet. There can't be any light. I can't even. Oh. You can't even see when it's a foot under the surface with all that algae. Yeah. So, you could be in a swimming pool with goggles on, and you can't see color fifteen feet in front of you, four feet down. 
Mm-hmm. Pull that thing at four miles an hour. Yep. Those fish just can't see it. Actually, I, overcome. I, I agree. Yeah. Now, that's not bait makers talk there, though. No, but it's you real. Tell them how this color is this and that color is that. But I agree with you. <laughs> it, it, it's, what, would, it, what, would, what did Mr. Laviano make a lot? Black perch. Black perch. Yeah. Black walleye. Black. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, I would paint black every single day of the week. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I'm going to start using more black just to see. I, I don't even have hardly any black. I don't like looking at them, but I mean, I control them. I have a black Wiley fat body I've caught a lot on, but yeah. Remember when I told you guys the last episode that um, I, I do all the painting for Marge Bates for all the mirrors and this mm-hmm. and that? You know, he comes over and I let him. I let him stay here while I painted a couple things last week, and I knew what I was getting into. But it was just so funny because this is a guy that debunks everything, doesn't believe any of them theories, you know. And he's making me, you know, can you do a little bit of this or can you add this? And I'm, I look at him. I'm like, I go, really? I go, you think this thing's thirty feet down? At five miles an hour, the fish are really going to see that? And he's like, well, you know, I have to have confidence in that. I'm like, okay. That's why we have a zillion colors. Yeah. Yep. That's all it is. It's just, you know, you're trying to catch the fishermen. Yeah. I hate to throw this interruption in here. We're 22 minutes in. Paul, where can people find your baits being a new sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can certainly call me, email me. Uh, it's bossshed1 at gmail.com. Um, TRO carries all custom colors. MTO carries stock colors. Uh, Mike Sperry from Real Outdoors carries um, stock colors. But he's, he's pretty limited right now. Um, Thorn Brothers has a pretty good selection of all the different sizes. And uh, Mark State and Tackle in Ohio, he's the he's probably my biggest store. Um, he carries every size, every color. He's got a, he just got an online store. I, I, it's actually called Mark's Bait, Tackle, and Ammo. I what love that I, ammo what, part. What, what, what city is he in? He is in he is in Ravenna. Well, that's not far from me at all. Ravenna, yeah. I'd like to go over yeah. and look at the, look at the different baits and styles because I haven't really seen them all. They're in pictures. It's, there's something about picking one up, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, he he is. I probably have about 500 more baits for him. I'm doing right as we speak. Nice. He he wants to be stocked up for the winter for Christmas. He really wants to get that online store going more. So he he sells a lot of stuff. I don't know how he does it, but he does. It's great. Yeah, Grant has probably driven right past it on one of taking his boat somewhere. Oh yeah, uh, I've been <laughs> past he, many bodies of water. He's right on fourteen state state <laughs> route fourteen. <laughs> I know I've seen the Tyser event. It can't be more far from me. I I got I got to backtrack real quick. Oh, first off, website. What's the website name? Uh, it's bossshad.net. 
Perfect. Okay, I'm going to go back to your email. Boshad1 at Gmail. Did someone already take Boshad? What do you mean? You know, you couldn't be like Boshad at Gmail. Did someone take oh, it? He Did might you have like type in, I want to be Boshad at Gmail? And I think I think I had a number to it. He was required to add a numeral. Oh, okay. I was just yeah, wondering yeah. how many other Boshads there were. Now, is that... Was it? Is it it's spelled one or the number one? No, it's the number one. Okay, that makes sense. You guys just told me you had to add a number to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Boshad, a rubber bait. That's a bass bait that uh, Bass Pro and Cabela sells. Yes. That is I, not... Yeah, uh, I've typed it in before. I've seen it. Yeah. That, that is not who we're talking to. We're not talking to a bass bait manufacturer. No. Or Cabela's. Or Cabela's. If they're listening, the lawyer might call because I'm a reserve and trademark. Mm. I'm, I'm just kidding. This ain't the place to be saying that. Do not like Cabela's right now. So... Okay, now that I absolutely killed the flow yeah. with getting the plug out, um, yeah. you were talking about Marge Bates and the add a little bit of this and that. And what, what kind of, you know, to kind of get back in the flow of things, I like Todd's analogy with when it comes to trolling baits. He'll put out a color. I guess I, I'm going to paraphrase Todd. It might not be correct. He'll put out a color that he might not like but because he doesn't have to see it at the end of every cast like a casting bait mm -hmm. you you can tend to experiment experiment more with baits you know whereas you know if you're casting uh, you know obviously you're going to pick it up out of the water and if you just don't like that color you might not give it a fair shake and it might not have the magic material that's true I mean, it might even be the magic material you're just not going to give it the time of day mm -mm. that's right it, it, I mean, it it, it, it is. I, I I mean, of all the colors in my box, I love throwing jerk baits that are walleyes and mud puppies and nice natural things. I hate throwing fire tigers because I can look at it every time when it comes in. I mean, it's 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 not a it's not a pretty bait to look at to me. <laughs> However, really, <laughs> yeah, I mean to me. However, when I'm trolling, I mean, I have. You're, you're fired. I have. I catch fish all the time on fire tigers. Yeah. It's probably my best trolling bait. But like I said, I can put it out of the look at it. I don't catch very much casting with them because I never put them on. And I, I really think. appreciate that, Todd, because I hate painting them. <laughs> I, know. I know. You know what? I know exactly what you're talking about, Todd. Now, check this one out. I will throw, if I'm casting, and if I'm in Ohio... It's orange black dock. Yeah, so as I snap on an orange black dock crankbait, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, I'll put it off. I'll put it off for ten, fifteen minutes. And it's coming off. Yeah, you just know in the back of your head it's out there. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know what it is about orange black dock, but for casting it, it's my go-to. You can do it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got different. It all comes down to your own confidence. I get different. I have a bait in here. I find a tuning bait, a little five and a half inch wireless straight. Mm -hmm. uh, 
when I go to or Pima Tuning, when I go to Pima Tuning, it's on one of my poles, and it does not come off all day. Exactly. And it, I get hit almost every time on that bait. I don't know that that bait has ever been in the water on another body of water, though. Like it's, oh, not one okay. I, I, it's not one I, I'm going to put out up here at Chautauqua, but, you know, on that body of water, yeah, I grab it. I don't really, I don't even know, I don't even have a jerk bait that color, but uh, what did they, I forget what they used to call that, that orange was this oh, black. Yeah, from the coach, coach dog. Or yeah, he had, the, we orange, had some coach of those. Mm-hmm. I just ordered a crankbait yeah. from him in that color this year. Did you? Yeah, I have a a straight, I have a straight five and a half. I ordered it, I got it from him. He brought it up there one time for a tournament. It was a a tournament that Elwood City used to put on. There was 202 people in the tournament. Really? How many boats was that? Oh, I don't know how many boats. That's like the whole city. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, Muskies Forever. They did it for years at, at, at uh, Pontiac Lake, and then after three or four years of not catching a fish, they went to Pine Tuning. But anyhow, we fished on a Saturday, and then their tournament was on Sunday, and the temperature dropped from, you know, the temperature dropped 40 degrees. It was wicked windy. I mean, a lot of people had boats that they did not even really get out of the water. There were 200 and some people. I picked the bait up from Dale, I, that orange, for up there at because the water was all nasty, and I said, "This is it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get something on this bait today." Put it out, caught a fish with my buddy Nick. Didn't think anything of it. It was a 32 incher. You had to call judge over. They come over and judge it. We went back. So I go back to the boat launch. 200 and some people in the tournament. I was back to the boat launch. First person I see is probably a party. He's like, "Hey, how'd you do?" I said, "Yeah, we got a little one, 32." He's like, "Yeah, we got one." His brother got one, Sean Lee party, the 38. I said, oh, that's cool. So we were debating on whether to even go or just go home. Because, like, well, we talked to one person that got a fish. There was a bunch of fish caught. But back to the awards, two fish in the whole tournament. <laughs> wow. I just happened to talk to him, and we caught that fish. But since then, I've caught a lot of fish on that bait, uh, you know, with clients. And, but, yeah, that's just, you know, the colors are... The colors are in our heads, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bait. Except at St. Clair. Except at St. Clair. There's no doubt. At St. Clair, there are times when you start hearing people talking about something crazy, like blue or something. Yeah. Or and if you more. put a blue bait on, you get hit. <laughs> and if you don't have anything blue, you're not getting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> or, a red, yeah. Or, a red, or a red dot. If you don't have a red dot, yeah. That's why you go up there, or you have to bring like your whole arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah. Paul, is there a color yeah. that you hate painting? Uh, it used to be Fire Tiger. It is not anymore. Um, it's probably this color called Mud Puppy, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm looking at my chart here. Um, I don't know. Probably all of them. <laughs> well, uh, fire, fire tiger's hard for you guys because these other things you're all getting covered up you're either doing a dot you're covering up with uh, scales you're doing different things but that is it because the line 
just getting a nice crisp black line, is that what uh, makes wildfire tiger paint? For me, it's of everything has to be white first for the fluorescence to show. Mm-hmm. And if you get any kind of overspray over it, it's done. you got to repaint it white. So to keep it clean okay, uh, is the hardest part. Even if you touch it, you know. You can lose it, yeah. You can lose the, the, the chartreuse will smear, even if it's dry, if it's powdery. At least the stuff that I use, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, again, when you're putting the... Um, black fire tiger stripes on you know if it if it sneaks out of the pattern yeah it, it looks like ass yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's the problem i use i mean i'm painting it so many times now it's not a big deal but i used to not like doing it i still not like doing it i mean paul, paul no. hit it paul paul answered pretty much very similar to what i would do when i was using water-based it was it was terrible. The amount of paint I needed to put on to even get it, you know, I see people, you know, taking Fire Tiger and just putting down chartreuse and not using the fluorescent green. To me, I need the fluorescent green. That's I'm basing yeah. this off of the like Rapala's Fire Tiger, and it has the little fluorescent green. I remember having a little. I don't even know what it was. It was a little floating Rapala, mm-hmm. like everyone had when they were eight. It's comparable to Wiley's too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have a, I have a, uh, I just wanted to tell Paul here, I have a very unique Bosch yet, 2012, I have it in my hand right now, brown perch, and uh, I just continued. <laughs> well, here's, <laughs> now, this brown perch is probably unique, I'll have to show it to you someday. Okay. It's, got a, it's got a gold, it's got a gold scale over top of the yellow. And then there's, okay. three, there's three black lines down. When you look at the other side, oh, shit. It's got black lines, and there's a gold scale hazing the whole thing. And right in the middle of the bait, it sort of changed. It's been a great bait for me. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's neat. You, you, oh. you painted uh, Snap some photos and send them to me. <laughs> I will. It's, 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 it's probably unique. Hmm. Because... It took me a long time to, 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 I just was using it one day and I was, it was laying in the dash and I, well, it's, it's chewed up. It doesn't, you can't see a whole bunch of it anymore, but a lot of my baits are that way. But yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a unique bait. Probably one of a kind boss yet. I should pull it out of the rotation. That, that's another good story. I, uh, I was painting, uh, <laughs> this makes me laugh. I was painting a uh, rainbow trout. Okay. And mm. I get them all done. And I get them all cleared. And my buddy comes over to help me put them together. And he's like, hey, he goes, w- w- you forgot the pink stripe. And I'm like, shit, I go, well, those are males and those are females. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Nobody said a word about it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes it happens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When you're when you're painting of the bases, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, similar to to the same story. I I have I still have a couple left. I we try to put them out first in the shows. Now anyone coming to the shows is going to look. There was a batch of walleye that I did that I forgot that I like to put the white ring around the tail. Mm. I completely uh-huh. forgot about it. 
and oh, I'm just yeah. like trying to, you know, by the time you, you get to the clearing stage and it's cleared, you're like, well, it's dirt perch. There ain't no turning back now on this one. So yep. there's a batch out there with no white tail. Yeah, you gotta have a white tail on walleye. Just it finishes the bait real nice. Yeah, it does. It's something to look at when it comes in too. Yeah. It so going, was, going back to that fire tiger, Todd has Todd's fire tiger looks different than mine for well, multiple reasons, but um because <laughs> there's teeth stuck in it. His is brown and, and whatnot, but it's all wood shown. But the, uh, I swear it was a different paint job. That that fire tiger that Todd had a couple of them that were pretty banged up, but it was a different pattern than I have. Like, what do you mean by pattern? It was like more green. The stripes were different. Did you, are, did you talking about, are you talking about mine? Yeah, on the boss shed. Yeah, I, I struggled with fire tiger. For a while, I was doing all the all um, hand barred, you know, hand painted bars. And then I went to uh, a template I made up for the fire tiger stripes. And then I went back the other way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have an orange tiger that has that template. That's cool. That that looks cool, too. Yeah, that's the same. That's another bait. I, I always flip flop between, you know, hand painting it, you know, or, you know, or the template, so... Mm-hmm. You know, when I... I, I want to... And it's not this pride issue. I, I try not to use stencils. And it, it has nothing to do with it, with me saying, me, oh, mine... Me, me too. I, what it is, is I don't want to have to have another tool that I got to line up and do things with. So well, I, I, I do the, my fire... I, t- I would think the stencils would be hard because, I mean, you, one little... If you just don't... Let, I mean, how do you do it and... You, don't. you have to let it dry, right? Mm-hmm. Before you put it on another bait. That's what I never mm-hmm. understood about painting this fence. Because you know, like a for smear, it would be easy to get a smear, I would think. Yeah, my my, my paint dries pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's built up too much, I just soak it in thinner and it pulls it right off. Because I use metal. So, do okay. metal template. Okay, I have metal templates. I, mm-hmm. I will sit here when it's fire tiger time. i got to prep myself mentally. <laughs> And I, like, really? hold the airbrush so tight in my hand. Do you ever, like, grip a pencil really tight? Because I'm doing oh, yeah. it all freehand. And I'll hold the bait in front of me, and I just do, like, a zigzag pattern. And when I turn the bait around, I'm still holding the bait with my left hand. And I have to do the pattern backwards. Mm. And uh, the, the brush that I use has an actual, like, uh, needle stop on it. So I can set it. You know, it's, I'm not trying to meter perfect. I can just pull it all the way back to a stop. And I can get a really fine line, but it's still like a race against time to get it dark enough on the first pass, but yeah. uh, but not too much paint that it starts to, like, halo run on you. It pushes it out. Mm-hmm. I That's that's the why hard don't, part. Why don't you make a template just for that color for yourself? I, I did it once. And I don't know, Todd, if you remember this. After about the second or third time, I was getting so much wet paint buildup that it was starting to actually like leave like marks from mm-hmm. from the stencil, and I'm just like, but then I was using water base at that time. I'm now on automotive paint. Yeah, but I hate water base. It was nice at the beginning because you could just get it just about anywhere. You could go up to Hobby Lobby and get it. 
Yeah. But once you find a good yeah, paint supplier. Yeah, for getting your different colors and stuff, yeah. Um, once you get a good supplier and, and you figure out that it's not as hard as you think to use the automotive stuff, it, 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 I, it, I think it's a better paint. When I built the base shop, I, was, I put another big booth in, and I had some crazy idea that I wasn't going to do what I did, and I told my a friend of mine, I'm like, maybe I'm just going to go to that water stuff and he's like if you do he goes i guarantee after an hour all that'll be in your yard <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like you know what you're probably right forget it so i just built what i built yeah you know <laughs> it, it, it it's wild because when i was using that water you know there's people out there that are getting really good finishes with the water i'm not knocking the paint but if you're trying to process oh, yeah. baits Waiting for paint to dry for the next one, it doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. Well, there's different. Yeah, there's different. You know, I have to watch what I say. There's a difference between using that stuff and then using it for production. It's to me, it's not productive because of the weight. You have to dry everything in between. And, yeah. You know. But exactly. That, that's... I, mean, I could scale. I could scale something. And by the time I'm done scaling five baits, I can flip them over and start again on the other side. That's how fast it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, I'd be here all night painting baits if that was the case. Oh, gosh, yeah. Have you ever yeah, messed around? It, 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 it's neat talking to you guys about some of the painting stuff, which I've never done. But like I said, the, 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 the template paint stuff, I've always uh, you know, thought about. I mean, I, I think that when I'm painting at someone's house, and I, you know, sometimes you're, I, I would go do a pay. I used to paint a lot when I was doing construction for people and stuff. And, and they would tape everything. I used to hate when they taped it because people would go do this tape job and then you paint and then you pull the tape off and it looks like crap. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what, that's how I think of a template, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I really messed this up. <laughs> well, there's some guys out there that use templates that are awesome at it too, you know? Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, there's a lot of baits. I have some of those Ziggies. Uh, those templates are, I mean, it's a simple paint jobs on them, but, I mean, they're nice and crisp and, uh, yeah, lines, you know, and some some have unique templates on them. You know? they're not, I mean, and obviously all scale is template, so. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every scale is a template. You yeah. just got to hold it tight and spray it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, some of the gill plates these guys are doing now are beautiful, and the fins are beautiful, you know. Yeah. Um, Eyes. Yeah. But it's, it's all, t it, you know, I don't, I mean, I guess, well, I guess some guys out there could freehand. I mean, look how they do cars and um, bikes and stuff. That's all freehand airbrush. That's some unbelievable stuff, you know. Yeah, but, now... Uh, you know, <laughs> something that you brought up about freehand, and, and the one thing that gets me is, Todd, I don't know if you remember me talking about this, but remember when you had me first start painting Golden Shiner and Silver Shiner? Yeah. And I, I, I looked at Dale's, because that was the only reference that I had. Mm -hmm. And you and I'm like, how does he put this line on so straight? You're like, I don't know, he just does it. And he, like, he freehands that, that line down the, you know, the lateral line. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I cheat, but I don't use a I don't use a stencil or a template. I actually set the bait. I, I have a little shelf that I, I, I put on the little paint area. 
I'll set the bait down and I'll put the airbrush on, on the same flat surface and I'll have my little needle stop. I'll set it, hit it, and just go straight across. So you'll have a flat. So have, I'll have a straight line. You'll have a straight line. Because I could not, I, my straight line without it would not be a straight line. It would look like that road <laughs> sign where a guy's yeah. skidding. Yeah. Oh, it's essing. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I've never sat and watched Andy paint or Paul. Or, I, I don't think I've ever watched anybody paint except for Dale. I mean, I've been over Dale's. For, uh, like like we said, we I've known him for since I was a little kid, and uh, we'll be over there talking, and he's got his mask on, and he's talking through the mask. I mean, you you, you it, I think any painter would be impressed. But he picks he picks up like to do the Michigan perch, and it's just like pop pop pop, turn it over, pop pop pop. They're like the same, but he's been doing it I, I guess for forty years. He's so he's <laughs> crazy. He, that to me, that guy is a wicked painter. Yeah. He's not getting in depth with all this other crazy stuff. He's not, he's still keeping the same things, but there's he's not a con- template in that joint. I'm telling he, you. He, it, he, is, he is so consistent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get mad at me because, oh, that's not what you made me before. And it's like, well, I have certain things. Well, on the 60 colors, I have 40 that are all the same. And then some mm-hmm. I... I improve as I go on, or I like something better, so it's different. And some people don't like that. Brian Boyer is very consistent too. He is very yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just the way I am. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Dale is just. I mean, you can look at something from 1981 to 2016. That looks like a machine did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his. The, the bars are in the exact same spot. Like, they're they're in the exact. That would be the hard part. I keep. I notice when I'm just. I look. I look back and forth. And I'm just playing around with stuff. His bars just they they line up. <laughs> it's like he has great, like a tape measure comes out of his hand. Or something. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him paint. I love painting. I wish somebody could build everything. I just paint all day long. Do you like it? Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I would this, yeah, this, that that would be the fun part. You know, cool. so many times I've been over there. At, uh, like I said, I've watched Dale do all these steps. He used to help him for years, and it's like you know, I watching the process. You know, you're looking at like what? Yeah, what color is that going to be? You know, and then, you know, and then as as it goes, I start. But I watch the steps coming, and I realize it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it might be like his his. his uh, Pike scale or something, but it took something. God, that thing is ugly. What is it? Look at those big brown bars, and all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam a couple steps later, it's like, wow, where did that thing yeah. come to life? That's the that neat thing a, about your guys painting. When I first started painting, I was, I would look at a bait, and I would have to decide, all right, now what do you? I'm thinking to myself, what do you think they did first? And yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. Well, once you figure it out, then you can mm-hmm. pretty much figure anything out. But I would, I have people come over and look at it and they're like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, just, yeah, hold on. Just wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden when it's done, it's done, yeah. But as far as building the base, yeah, that's so, I wish people could, one day I'll do a video from start to finish. People wouldn't realize how many steps there is with a wood bait. Yeah. They have no clue. Yeah, no I, clue. 
<clears throat> I, I kind of got it nice. I don't really make the baits that much. I just get a whole box of them and then I got to paint them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going all that. Yeah, because Todd's making all the blanks. I forget. I, I remember Leah Party figured it out. I'm trying to remember what he said. He figured. You probably, probably touched it a hundred and probably two hundred times before. The what, yeah, yeah, I was just saying what he. I, I was trying to remember his number. It was like forty-eight times he picked it up. It was that jerk bait of his, and wasn't it, it? Yeah, it didn't go into the box yet. It was. It was like forty-eight times just to get it to one point. <laughs> Yeah, that he had to pick that bait up. If you gave yourself an hourly wage and you wanted to, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to make twenty bucks an hour, you wouldn't even be doing it. <laughs> no way. No, I mean we. You, you're right. I'm not going to release the exact figure, but Todd and I have it figured out roughly how well, long it takes us minute wise to make a bait. I and don't even want to know. It's. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll put this out there. It's. N not really even minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd be better off going to Walmart. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. It just, it just goes with it. It goes with the business. It goes with it's what fun. Yeah. 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 That I don't believe in volume, but you have to do volume if you want to make money. Right. That's the only way you can do it. You know, hundred hundred baits a year. Forget it. You know, you have to do. Hundreds or thousands to do it. I, I would love to do a hundred baits a year if I could get two hundred and fifty bucks a piece out of them. <laughs> well, yeah, those would well, be really wrap. good hundred baits too. <laughs> well, then make a twelve-inch raptor and you know, Ugh. another make, size. Uh, make a hundred a year, and that's it, and then charge what you want. I have a nice eleven-inch raptor. There's a few of those oh. out there. Really? Thank you. How many? How many did you make, Andy? Eleven inches. How many did we pour? I think we only did two. There's only a couple. Yeah. I can tell you this. There's probably less than ten, but more realistically, less than four. I don't know. You, know, but you have one, and I have one, and because we cut it back to ten, eleven was just so. Eleven got enormous. It was so big. The ten is hard to throw. Hey, Todd, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah, remember the old crackle paint jobs? Mm-hmm. Do you like crackle paint jobs? Well, I thought they were cool. I mean, I, uh, you do ever do good at them? I mean, oh, yeah. I had some, I had some wildies that I did real good. And I think that's the only time I ever saw them. It was just that there was something, you know, there was something about the paint that uh, you know, guys weren't getting able to do it. I mean, it, you know, the neat thing about that was just, I think they were probably easy. Like, I had one that Dale painted. It was sort of fire tire colors. Green top, orange belly, crackled over the finish, and, you know, every time it's done, it's different. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it, essentially, at the end, it looked like a fire tire. Some people really used to like those crackles. Yeah, I, li I like them. I'm, in, yeah, I'm, intrigued. I'm intrigued by them. I dabbled a little bit in them. Um, that, that paint's expensive, actually, but uh, I just found a brand new, old, never used crackle fat body. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I I had to pick it up just because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a crackle frog, uh, like a six-inch jointed. 
I have a crackle, you know, a couple of crackle five and a half. Neil used to really like to do that, but I mean, something happened with the paints where you just couldn't, yeah, you know, you know, there was a change in the paint, and he wasn't allowed to, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't get it anymore at one point. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing I think is needed bottom there. That's like an old, that's like an old school thing, you know, crackle. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched that happen. You, you put whatever base you want on there, and you, you, he would spray it. You know, people, what, what, when you were first done spraying it, it was just black. Then it would just be black, and then you just watched it turn into whatever it turned into. So you yeah, could I'm put frog dots under it or whatever. But yeah, I like. I'm look. I'm looking at two of his and a Loki. I know. I must. I'm not that I'm thinking. I must collect crackle, but. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a yellow base and then the green craft on it mm -hmm. and then he put the dots over it you know over the top yeah yeah, yeah I remember Dale doing that with his his, uh, his frogs there was old, old some of the older guys that I used to fish with just be like clear water here in clear water you use crackle really oh yeah Clear water crackle. Maybe it's coming back from St. Clair. I don't I know. Crack, crackle believers I have. Yeah, I remember seeing them around. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any bait that's crackle. <laughs> yeah, that contributes anything. No? I crackle, can't believe you know it. You, have you ever seen them? I've seen them, but I've... Oh, you, okay, yeah. You know what we're talking about. I know what you're talking about, but, you know... I have them, but I don't use them. I hang them. They're cool as heck. I have them. They are cool. I don't have anything with me. I have an old, I'm just looking through my boxes here. I got a, a, a crackle frog, you know, up in St. Clair, Illinois, you frog. I, I caught a ton of fish on that one. Six inch King Jr. crackle frog. Mm -hmm. so, that's what I have, a King Jr. crackle. Are they like a foil bait? No. I can't even no, show you. Mm -mm. No, but crackle. What was your question? Vance uh, asked if it's like a foil bait. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people oh, listening don't even know what that is either. That pink no, stuff. No, it's not foil. It's, it's, I guess I would describe it in, in this really awful roundabout way. Is if a you... big paint screw up. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you ever look at like a dried out mud puddle and how, how like the mud will crack. Yeah. It's like the paint does that. Okay. And it, it can expose the, the colors underneath it. So it's oh, okay. like you cover it up, yeah. but it's a roll of the dice how it's going to crack up. How do they yeah, get it to crack? It's right just yeah. the way it is. It's yeah. just the way the paint is. Yeah. Yeah. When they first spray it, it would turn black. And then as you watched it, it just cracks apart. Like Andy yeah. said, dried up my puddle. It's kind of a... But they were cool looking. Yeah. And everyone was unique. Everyone was different. Never going to get two the same. Yeah. They even done crackle bellies I've seen on some Ziggies. Mm hmm. Or just the belly was crackle. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that would be neat. There's so many stuff to do. There's, it's just endless, you know? It is. You know what I'd, I'd like, like to do? I'm not I just, I just, I do do some. I do a lot of sanding, drilling, pouring. I don't do any painting. I'm glad I, I'm sort of glad I don't have to do that. I just well, like fishing. I like fishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm building a special room for painting <laughs> where I'll spend a lot of my life. 
I have a special room for boring. Yeah, it's right next to your boat. Drilling and yeah. What what happened with your boat, Todd? My boat. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we had a couple things we were talking about. My boat issue was never it was it was never anything super serious. Uh, well, fill in from I, I just uploaded that podcast. F- fill in. Okay. So early in the season, I knew there was a throttle cable. I was having problems with the throttle cable. It was getting real hard. I, I could tell, you know, and this happened uh, two weeks into the season. And I was like, I don't want this to break while I'm not with clients. I took it to a dealer up here. And I was like, I think I need to, you know, fix it. I got two days off, and I'm back on the water. I can't get it back. And he said, well, I'm going to order a box. That feels really stiff. I'm going to order the new box. Now. Okay, one thing leaves another show up. $700. A new control box. The, the, the controls. Just okay, anyone doesn't know what boxes. In my for, for my big motor. But, you know, I'm, I'm guiding. I don't want to be stuck out there. I don't want this to happen. Whatever. Okay, I'll pay it. Uh, new new control box with the new cables coming out. <clears throat> cables were too, uh, you know, cables. I thought I was just going to have to get cables. But yeah. anyhow, go pick it up. Everything's fine. Take off. I go out for the day. And then it, it, it jumps into, I started it up, I go to put it in the neutral, it jumps into forward, it lurches forward. So it did this for two months. But I kept, I called you guys, as soon as I get a couple days that I can drop this off and can get it fixed up before my next trips, you need to fix this. Mm-hmm. We took it back in. I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Took it back in. Uh, you said, your boat's ready, I was fishing with Vance. I was dumbfounded. It even called, picked it up, <clears throat> went out on the water. Same thing. So I, I explained to him how the cables are too short. The cables come right out. They go into the motor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, cables are too short. I'm turning the boat, and it's not working. Okay, so, so there's too much cable in your boat. They were too long? No. The, the cables are too short. They, they come down from the throttle. Down the side of the boat, they come out, they go into the motor, and like when I would turn, they, you know, there's... They they're take a hard out. left into the motor. There's no slack. Yeah. So as soon as I would go out and run it, it wasn't working. Plus, the throttle, after, he fix, after the second time he looks at it, I put the throttle down, and I'm driving down the lake. If I let go of the throttle, it just comes right back up again. Like, I have to keep holding it down. So... Anyhow, I called a guy, was not happy, call him from the water, <clears throat> tell him, you know, the boat's, the, boat, the boat's still jacked up, we're bringing it back in. That's where we left off the last podcast I took him to. Vance and I went fishing again for a few hours that day. <clears throat> he never calls, and I stop. <laughs> I stop at the shop on the way home, and, uh, you know, I go walking over, I look. I was sitting there. I take the cover off. Because I, I called him ahead of time. I said, I know you've been doing this 50 years, but the cables are too short. There's no play here. I'm going out. I'm turning the motor and it's doing this. So I, I, I show up. There, 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 there's, there's no one around. I open the gate, walk right in. The guy comes walking out of his house. You know, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm here to get my boat. 
I told you I needed it tomorrow. Uh, I hope it's not in, you know, I hope you don't have it, like, tore apart. Oh, no, 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 the guy fixed, you know, my guy took care of it, this and that. So I walked over, I unsnapped the tarp. So now, cable comes down, it's looped out, past my casting deck, <laughs> about two feet up into the center of the boat, like, <laughs> you could, I could stand in, in, I could stand in front of the casting deck and have the loop press. Oh. Come on. I, 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 honest to God, I'm not making this up. And I'm, I'm sitting in, I'm looking at this. I got my hands in my head. And I, I just, I, I pulled the cover back. I walked, walked back over. And I, like, stand by his front door. He comes out. I said, so what's going on, man? He's like, yeah, they put the new, you said you wanted longer cable. And I'm like, you, 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 you're telling, what? He's like, you said you needed, you said you needed longer cables. We put longer cables on there. Wow. I said, how am I, I said, have you seen, did, did you look, have you seen what it looks like right now? He's like, no, but you know, we, we took 16s off and we put 17s on. You said you wanted longer cables. I said, they're looping all the way up into the center of the boat. How am I going to take people fishing like this? Could, like, Todd, could you have you're... turned in the captain's chair and grabbed the loop like a lasso? It's going to reach behind me from where I'm driving. So I say to the oh, guy, God. I was like, you didn't put 16s on there. You put 22s. My boat <laughs> is only 18 feet long. So if my boat's 18 feet, you know, my boat's 18 feet long, you did not put 16s on there. You put like 12 or 13s on. I guess I needed longer cables. He's like, cable said 16. I got the box right here, 16. I said, it's impossible. My boat's only 18 feet long. And he says, well, that, that all depends on where the, where, the, where the throttle is. I said, yeah, exactly. There's like five foot of boat in front of me. And I, I was like, come on, just come look at it. Uh, no, I said, you know, I said, I'm coming back in the morning. Something's got to be done. So wow. I come back. I could, after he's fighting, he's, he's walking away from me. I'm like, dude, you can't, you, you did not put six, the cable said 16, he kept saying. I've been doing this 50 years. Mm. I don't need it. Uh, uh, mm. So anyhow, I come back, I get my receipt. They put 13-foot cables on. Uh-huh. So I walk, I walk into the door in the morning, I lay it down, I said, you put 13-foot cables on, plus, you know, the throttle was, the, the throttle was an issue. I, I don't want to be able to, you know, I'm, I'm holding the throttle down, and I, I take my hand off the throttle, and it just goes, he's like, well, the, you know, they're making some of the boxes that way now. It's an excuse. And I said, I don't want one like that. <laughs> oh yeah, all this, this is this a run dealer? Uh-uh. Oh, just a Merc dealer up here in the lake. I've, we've already eliminated about eight of them because Vance took care of those, so I tried a new one. <laughs> Vance took if care heard, of those. <laughs> if I heard fifty, I've been doing this fifty years. I told him at the end when I left. I said. Now I know there's a reason you guys have been doing, and the, the workers are all like Barney Fife. Barney Fife. Like Barney. Oh, from Andy oh. Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But now I know why you guys have been working 50 years. Because you do shit that is jobs. the shabbiest work I've ever seen. I, I got the cable. I I stuck I, 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 I the cable all the way back down to the back. I mean, I got it down inside, but I don't want to touch it anymore. But this guy would argue with me, even, when, even at the end. I said, 13-foot cables. I wanted longer. He what? said, well, the cable said the cable said 16. That's what he told me. Yeah, and it said on your receipt, 13. <laughs> you should say you've been doing this for 50 years. Yeah, so why you... don't you take the controls and put them in your bowel? Yeah. Yeah, I could, I, could, I, could steer, I could sit up front. I used to have a boat like that. You start, you, I, it had like a lever you steered it with. It was pretty fun. Yeah. A stick oh, steer, not a tiller. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That could be another podcast, Load Dealers. We've, oh we've gosh. done many of those. We've, had, we've, had lots we've of probably that. got eight hours from Vance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. I'm still Yeah. They're hard to find good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good one by Pima Tuning and he died uh, last year. Uh, oh yeah. I hate to see uh, those go. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? No, yeah, but I, 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 I trust you. Vix. No, Vic Vix um Vic's Marine. Is that the one, like, was it Akron? No, 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 no. no. Another Vix? Vix is down, that's her. By Pima Tuning, on the way to Pima Tuning on Route 6 in Ohio. Oh! He lived out of, it was out of his house. He lived there. Do you know who it is? I don't know who that is, though. No, I have I know the other one. I've been there. (laughs) No, I, I don't know who that one is, but... So you, so you put him in an early grave, or was he just around that long? Uh, yeah, liver cancer, but he was a great mechanic. Great mechanic. The, and it was just him, and his house was there, and his, his building was behind his house. And he did boat repairs. And he, he was from Europe, you know, came back, came over. And, boy, he knew his stuff. The thing that, that gets me and is that... You know, I'm pretty decent at diagnosing a problem, but these new motors, with so much gadgetry that's digital, that's that's you know you're you're getting away from those old guys that that know the hands-on technical stuff. That, that oh yeah, it, it's now yeah. some kid hooking up a computer. It may be not be a kid. You know, you're expecting they're going to be trained. I'm not throwing them all under a bus. Yeah, but it's oh we got to do this, and you're like okay. You know, and what 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 do you what recourse do you have? You have no way of actually saying I don't believe that. You know, the props the issue when I see gas leaking out of the carburetor. You know, it's you're going off a computer. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we we had an old guy in uh, in Elwood City there, man. You took him. You know, anything like fifty horsepower and under, old Johnson, Captain Ruth. Oh my gosh, he was still doing it when he was 90 years old. Yeah. He fixed it. He could fix it. But I don't know if he could. <laughs> I don't think he could do uh, these new motors. That's the... He's not going to dissect the Neverroot E-Tech. No. Because he just. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not going to be able to. You know? That's like, no, that's like new cars. You know? It's old. Oh, yeah. Old, you know. Yeah. Whole different ballgame. Well, how about, hey, Vance, did you fish the last couple days? 
Mm, I didn't get out. Uh, the last time the last time I got out was at uh, Cancer Charter. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you went out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get out. I mean, we've been getting fish. Picked up a little bit. We've getting getting some on Boss Jazz. Um, recently, I picked up. Uh, but yeah, last time I out, went out, we had a half day. We picked up three, and uh, you know it was a nice, nice day. Day before that, we did the same thing for eight hours and got two rips. I don't yeah, know, understand that lake sometimes. What's going no, on? It's been very. It's been. It's been a, such an. I mean, to me, it's a normal fall. I mean, some guys just love this fall. I know Andy loves it. The water's starting to get cold. Uh, da da da. And I'm like, oh yeah, these fish are really starting to just sort of get screwed up here. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna be like 80 on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, oh, that that's fall fishing. I mean. Fall fishing for me, in the years that I've been doing it, I mean, it's like feast or famine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good days and a lot yeah, of Yeah, good days, days and bad days. I mean, the other day, I mean, we had some big-name people. Paul knows all these guys from Ohio and whole group out there. And, you know, I talked to everybody at the end of the day. It's like there was like four fish caught in the entire lake mm-hmm. the other day. On the entire lake, that's insane. Because two days before that, <laughs> you know, we had ten hits in four hours or something crazy. You know, it, it, but that is fall fishing. When you get it right and you get into them, it can be insane. It can also suck <laughs> bad. <laughs> you know, for a lake that's stocked as heavy as you think it would never be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You know, there, there's so many days that you get so, you know, you get so many hits up here. You get so many fish. When those days, you know, when you go two or three days with, like, these terrible things, you know, it's just like, it, it, how can this be possible? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it could be tough. It's musky fishing. It's musky fishing, yeah. It's musky fishing. Yeah, I no guess. About. Hooray. I'll give my report. Yeah. I bank yanked. They threw maybe, I don't know, 20, 25 casts today. I took the big skunk. <laughs> That's my fishing report. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> you fish until um, ice up, Todd, or November 30th up there? No, I never have fished that late. Vance fished pretty late last year. Yeah, I did. You know, I was always used to calling it quits <clears throat> around you know, Halloween, because that's when they used to always do that. I don't know how many years now they've added this November. But uh, we fished on the November last year. I fished a little bit. I'm going to do charters. I'm going to try to add some charters in this first couple weeks in November. But last year we had such a mild November. I've had to cancel trips, too, and they got put a snow. You know, and I just couldn't get up here. Now, what or, about um, when Chicago closes? Do you still guide? No. No, I'll be done. I'll be into the hunting. I'll be into the hunting mode, and you know, I'm not going to get into those rivers. I've never been a winter musky guy. Some of these guys love it. Andy loves it. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I already feel like the Fisher. Andy likes when it gets down to the fifties, and I look at it as like, okay, it's getting ready to shut down. Fifty-five is a magic number, Paul. Fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, 
And I, I don't, I just don't, I've never read it. I mean, I've caught some, I mean, we used to ice fish for them a lot too, but, you know, we're getting ready to start winding down. And I'll be honest, about the second week in November when these trips are over, I'm ready to be pushed the boat away and I don't really care to look at it for a while. Oh, yeah, you fish a lot. It's been fishing a lot. That's why, you know. Yeah. I'd rather go um, fish for a walleye and eat it for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't, I mean, me and Andy is probably the same way I am. I mean, weekend warrior and, you know, if you get out, if you get out once a week, you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. I told you the last time I went fishing in my boat before yeah. the podcast. 100 yep. days. It's been about a hundred days since my last wow. fishing trip. So you'll fish as long as you can, Paul. Well, through the again, you'll fish as long as you can, like through the winter, if you can. Yeah, yeah. If it, yeah if it, well, yeah. If it ain't iced up, we're fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, last year we got to fish. I don't know, almost in January, I think. Yeah. And and even in PA, we hit a lot of PA lakes, and so that one. Sure, one year we would fish till February. Mm-hmm. So it all depends. I I like fall fishing because the days are shorter. Yeah. I and hear you there. It's more miss than hits, but there's no mm-hmm. one else there's no one else on the lake and you have it usually all to yourself. Then you're right. There, there's no yeah. doubt. I mean that's what I that's what I always you know, that's what I tell people. The fall can be it can be so frustrating, it can be the worst time. Mm-hmm. It, it, they're the absolute worst trips. Yeah, but but if you get it right, they can be they can be crazy. <laughs> they can be there, crazy good. There's one particular lake uh, in PA. I'm not mentioning the name. Um, I'll guess it. Fishing. <laughs> what? I'll guess it. Go. You you'll have to tell me later. But wait a minute. If you guess it, don't say it. Okay. Mm-mm. We'll say. We've been fishing it for a solid 10 years every weekend from, we'll say, the middle of October to ice up. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten some big ones, but there's been definitely no fish days more than, than there, you know. Yeah. I guess if, you, if, yeah. if, if you add up all 10 years from what we caught, People will look at us and go, you're a complete idiot for even doing it. But we're the, but we're, a big one. But we're, we're the only people on the lake. Yeah. You know, and it's enjoyable. And yep. the, lay, the layout is nice. You get to use the big stuff. And I don't know. I enjoy it just to yeah. get out. But, it, yeah, a lot of PA lakes are tough like that. But... Sometimes you score big too. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess I'm a little different. When my winter fishing is rivers, I just something yeah, about the the rivers in the fall. I just love it. Yeah, but I like the story that uh, you told um, me and Goldberg. I'm not, I won't mention it here, but. <clears throat> When you see when you see him down there, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. I mean, I I see him him a lot. I've you know I haven't seen Howard too much. Yeah. But just I don't you know he, 
<laughs> they just like sometimes like I'll wave and they'll just like turn the other way and, and just walk. I don't I don't know but if they don't. don't That's what they start off by saying until it's leverage. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, um, man, but I tell you what, we caught a lot of fish this year. Yeah, he fishes fishes a lot. There you know that about. For not being a guy, man. You know, you would think a guy would get bored of it. What's that? What's that, Tom? I said he, he does a lot of neat trips too. Like he goes oh, like yeah. fishing. He does. Oh yeah. I know, I'd get Man, bored of it fishing. if I fished that much just for fun. I guess it wouldn't be. You fun. know what? I, I don't think I would want to fish that much. I would probably get sick of it. I, I guess my only wish is I would want to go when I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way you could pick, you could pick your conditions. And it would be. Yeah, it, it, it would be easier. I mean, the guiding is is what it is. Yeah, believe me. I could I could not guide. There is no way I can. It's guide. hard to <laughs> it's hard to keep the positive flow. I mean, if it's crappy out or you know it's yeah. going to be junk, but you still got to go out. And then I'm sure some of the people say you want to throw out your boat. There's no way I can do that. <laughs> no yeah. way. It's more. It's, it's different. You got to be pretty easy going to do that, I think. You also got to be able to catch I'm, fish. I'm pretty easy going, except with boat dealers. Yeah, well, I yeah. hear you there. Shit, one time I got a 99 foot on my boat. I went all, I went over an hour drive. Um, it's not just an hour drive, but it's like a real bad hour drive through traffic to get there because they put the wrong 99 on my boat. They put the, like, what do you mean by, like, wrong? Well, I, I ordered, like, uh, and this was many, many years ago, I ordered a 99 Mercury kicker, which was the Bigfoot series with the 25 horse bottom end. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave me the other, the regular one. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it's just shit like that. Completely uh, the wrong way. I was going to say, if it was the other way, I wouldn't be driving back. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It was definitely... A bad way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how one, they're in one, business. One time I, yeah, that's another story. I'm not gonna get into that. I'll just be mad. <laughs> be mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and welcome to Vance's world. Yeah, it's still yeah. bad for me right now. I once, one time I ordered a new boat at a boat show, and I put my money down, signed all the papers, got my financing, blah blah blah. And that was during the winter, and springtime rolls around, and I call them, how's the boat going? 
Uh, we have a slight problem. Uh, your boat never, never, never made it here. Hmm. Like, okay. Like, what does that mean? Well, <laughs> I think we, I think we forgot to order. I go, well, I just talked to you like the week before. You said everything was on track. He goes, well, when we went to prep it out, it was, it's not here. I'm like, okay. Oh, but I have a, a year older one that's brand new. If you want to get into that one. Yeah, okay. Well, what are you gonna we'll upgrade your motor by a couple more horse and you know, we'll throw in this, throw in that. You know, it's still a brand new boat, it's just a year older. I mean, uh this it's horrible. So, so they're trying to sell you on their mistake. Yeah, yeah. It it worked because I wanted the new boat, you know. Yeah. Oh you took it. It was a, it was the same boat, but what are you fishing out of now? Uh, I get a long fisher. One. Just like Todd's, I think, if memory serves yeah. me. Full walkthrough? What color? I'm trying to see if I ever, I can ever pick you out up here. Blue? Mine's, yeah, mine's ugly blue and silver. I think blue I saw that on yeah. one of my boat dealer trips. Chilling What's in. That? I think I saw that boat. Does it have big Boss Shad uh, stickers on the side of it? I, it would be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On one of my many trips to boat dealers, I found I, I I came across that boat when I was putzing in, off the lake, broke yeah, down. Yeah, I had it up at um, Snug Harbor this year. Yeah. Dock, yeah. Nice. Oh, you had a dock in there. Were you guys able to get in and out of there? Okay. Yeah, you got to get on plane though. You got to get on plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wondered how that was. <laughs> People looked at us like we were crazy. I would come in like 40 miles an hour in that. You would have to because I cast it through there. It was like, I don't know how these guys get any boats in and out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's like a foot, foot and a half. Yep. <laughs> and, then the, and then the one year, the beavers started making a dam. Oh, jeez. Across <laughs> it. And Stunk Harbor couldn't do nothing about it because it was, you know, uh, I don't know what that would be. Nature, yeah. Yeah, they had to do, they had to go through all kinds of hoops to get it removed. Wow. The beaver dam, <laughs> the beaver dam, they started doing it. Right. Yeah, there's all kinds of beavers in there. You know what I would do? I'd ram it. Yeah. Ask, <laughs> hey, ask Goldberg and Gapala about their transducer wire. I got a feeling. Oh, they got chewed off. Oh yeah, both of them. <laughs> and the they thought somebody was doing it on purpose, but it happened to be, uh, it was either a beaver or a muskrat. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going back. I mean, I spent a lot of money to go up there, and I figured if I, I told myself, I said, self, if you pay the money, you're going to go up there. Well, I spent all that money and went up like three times for the year, and I'm like, yeah, I, oh, I, just, I just took it back home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wasn't a good experience. I guess I'll bellyache oh. about my boat. I should have winterized it in July. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you get, I don't know, you guys are off from P. Why don't you get some of them lakes over there? I, I just, personal life has just been so busy. Excuse? Uh, yeah. I hear that. Excuses. That's what it is. <laughs> well, maybe... Maybe you have to take me river fishing. I'd do that. It'd yeah, be a business trip. To, I have one river over here that we hit up for muskies, but um, it's real hit and miss. You know, the population's pretty small. It's not stocked, you know. 
Yeah. But, um... I'll show you fishing like you've never seen before. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's not going to be, like, fast and furious, but it's going to be... <laughs> are you really going to go through that kind of stuff? Are we going to catch fish like Harlow Langard did? Well, it depends on where you're talking to him, if he's going to tell you or not, if he caught him. <laughs> it's a, it's one of the stretches, you know. There's times I've yelled at him on the other bank, Hey, Howard! He just keeps walking away. Howard, what? <laughs> he finally, like, <laughs> stopped and acknowledged me. <laughs> Did he close up his shop finally? Oh, yeah, he closed it up a few years ago, yeah. Okay, that's, that's what I figured. That was a cool little shop. It was. When he first opened it, it was very... He opened that a long time ago. I mean, yeah. when he first opened that shop, I remember the first... I mean, I used to... I lived, like, a couple miles away. And the uh, first time I walked in there, it was it was in, it, it was incredible. There wasn't a ton of stuff, but you had a little bit of everything, and you were able to see some some of these lures that you heard about. I mean, you didn't yeah. have the internet. There. I mean, it was way before internet and all that. Yeah, yeah. So it was neat to go in and look look at some of these lures that I've heard people talking about. Uh huh. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, we used to go to a spring open every year. All that uh, party, yeah. Yeah, that was always fun. That was always fun. I miss, I miss that. Mm-hmm. Where was that located? We were in, very uh, close to Hereford Manor Lakes in uh, Fawn Bell. Yeah, Fawn Bell just outside of Zilly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Between Zoo and up on Elwood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Everything always comes to an end. Good things. I don't know. Yeah. Good time. It was a good time, though. Met a lot of good people there. You know. So. Yeah. Good stuff. That was good stuff. We got about an hour and 26 into this. Paul, you want to hit your plugs up? Um, no, you can go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The latest uh, supporter of the podcast is uh, Paul Frustario Boschad. You can uh, get him at Team Rhino, Muskie Tackle Online, Thorn Brothers. Those are right now the only onlines, correct? Oh, and Boschad.net. Yeah, Marks Marks has an online store now. Okay. Marks Bay Marks Tackle and Ammo. And uh, a few regional stores. I don't remember all the list. We'll we'll try to. Uh, Mike Mike Sperry's Real Outdoors has a few left. Um, and uh, there's um, there's a couple of smaller shops in Wisconsin. Ross's Workshop. And then uh, I got some baits on a Triple J bait, custom bait in West Virginia. And that's it. Nice. So, and, com- and coming soon to a show near you, uh-oh, some mud puppy, mud puppies, some mud puppy. Boshes. Going to be available at Bad AZ. Bad AZ must be good. Yeah. That's okay. right. We're going to. Limited quantities. When they're gone, I don't want to say they're gone forever, but they might be gone for a while. 
Yeah. And yeah. Did, did they talk about that to you, Todd? Was he going to do a couple things for us? We're going to do the Columbus, the PA Muskie Max. There's yeah. a chance that we might go to the Kentucky show. I think that's still up in the air. Okay. We're going to be, you know, carrying that stuff around. And uh, we're, we're, we're already signed up Columbus and Muskie Max. Signed up, paid, ready to go. Okay. So, I'll have to get together with one of you two for what we're going to put in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, also, I know that this is, this is still, well, it's not too, too far away. What is it, about three months away? The shows, you know, we might even have some of the standard. I, know, I don't like to think about that. I still got to go. I'm going fishing like every day of the rest of the month. So, until <laughs> it's done, it's done. Well, well, January, is the first, January is the first show. Two months. Yeah, we're not going out there. I'm not going out to Chicago. Yeah, but isn't no, it like no, a no. week or two after Chicago, we got Ohio? Oh, Columbus. Columbus is uh, in January. Oh, yeah, yeah. Columbus is later in January, yeah. Yeah. Late, yeah, late, late at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so. hopefully we're going to be yeah, carrying just, some Bosch ads with us at the shows. And yeah, I just cleared a bunch of mud puppies tonight, so nice. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what we, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. And as, of, yeah. as far as I know, that's exclusive, right, Paul? That is exclusive. Nice. Except that one I screwed up, that one's mine. Okay. <laughs> you didn't screw it up. It looked beautiful. Well, I know, but the picture was deceiving. We'll just put it that way. That's going to be the one. The one that catches That, that is going to be the magic one. Yeah, that's going to be the magic one. Could be. You never know. Could be. You never know. It goes into the pile. You know? <laughs> chomp, chomp. That's right. <laughs> hey, one day maybe I'll come out with you, Todd, and fish when you don't have a client. Yeah, you can, yeah, we'll go out fishing anytime. Yeah. You're probably booked up solid most of the time. Uh, well, I mean, it's getting that way, but yeah, we'll see what we can do. It's fun. I, uh. You could just book them and just, if you're filled, just send them to Vance. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've yeah. been getting the Bosch shed hey, bites going. Hey, Tom, where do you stay when you're up there? I have a camp up here, a camper. I have a fifth wheel up at the. Camp Chautauqua. Oh, you go to Camp Chautauqua, huh? Yeah. Yep. Been yeah, I lived here four years. I grew up over that way. Mm-hmm. I say I grew up because we were there every weekend for a lot of Camp Chautauqua, yeah. Yeah, five or six years we, we had a place up there when I was about 10 or 11 years old. Yep. That's when mm-hmm. fun. That's why I'm here. My daughter loves it. Oh, yeah. This changed, man. Mm-hmm. It's changed since I was there, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, good times. Yeah. Looking forward to getting some guys out here. we still got lots of trips to do, Vance and I. And, uh, we'll run into the next set of quads. Give us a call. That's right. And St. Croix Rods, best on earth. Check them out. You've heard us talk about them for a while. Uh, thank you, St. Croix. And <clears throat> Baker Bates, uh, get, get a hold of Zach. He shares the uh, same thing with Paul. He has he's on Team Rhino. I'm not sure anywhere else, other than uh, Facebook, and you know, just keep after him. Eventually, you'll get through to him. He's been a busy guy, so excellent, excellent bait. You know, we're really we're really happy to have you know 
two bait makers on on board with the podcast supporting us you know it, if you guys listen back i just want to reiterate this you know it's we're not just accepting anybody we've talked about <clears throat> boshad and bakers probably since day yeah. one right from the get-go so this ain't it's gonna be real hard to take a bait maker on that's something i've never used to talk about it just ain't gonna happen <laughs> right we control the show so yeah, yeah we're only gonna promote what we feel is you know cream of the crop so um you know please support our <clears throat> sponsors because they're supporting us to keep this show going and uh paul thanks for joining us on this show and uh yeah thank you again all right uh until next time guys good luck fishing and hunting <laughs>